everybody. Hi, uh, every. Mm, how does he say it? Hi, hi, everybody. What's going on? Oh my goodness! Merry Christmas Eve. Happy holidays, whatever it is you celebrate, and even if you don't, I'm still gonna say Merry Christmas because that's what I celebrate. Um, yeah. 2020 is still here and it's jiving and jumping and wailing away. Uh, yeah, this week has been tumultuous and rocky, rocky road. Let me put my mic down a little bit here. It might be, oh God, I'm always scared I'm going to break this mic arm. Anywho, yes, so I've lost about, I don't know how many uh, friends this week over I'll get to that. Let me just start off by saying that I don't know if I've made it very clear about uh, my position on the transgender movement and uh, really where I really stand with it because uh, I know I've come out of the gate balls a blazing or guns a blazing. I don't know why I keep saying balls. Uh, I'm just a confused individual. Um, and I know I sound like aggressive online with what I write. Not aggressive, but just a very opinionated. Imagine that. But uh, my position on all this is as follows. I am standing up for women's rights as I tap my chest. I wish you could see my sincerity in this. Uh, and using this platform here as a beacon of truth, at least my truth, and I do believe it to be the truth, I stand for all women, and this includes transgender males, which, let me remind you, are females at their biological reality-based core. Um, men's gender feels is none of my concern as my obvious biggest concern is males inserting themselves in female spaces, which this whole transgender agenda and movement is actively working at doing and are actually, that's actually happening. This isn't about talking about that potentially happening. It is realistically in reality happening. And I am not about to stand uh, on the side of the, the transgender movement when they're inserting themselves in women's sports and r women's rape crisis centers. Like, what kind of business, how unbelievably narcissistic and selfish can a man be that they're like, you're excluding me in your all-women's space, all-female space? How, I mean, I'm sorry, you know... No, I'm not playing that game, and I don't think it's funny, and this isn't about you. It's about women, females, you know, uh, God almighty, uh, I'll get onto the the whole, I'm not even going to say it just because it's just disturbing to even say this, I'll get to it, um, you know, this stuff belongs to females, all right, um, so I'm sure, I don't know if I've actually defined the word turf, ugh, hilarious. It means trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Hold on, let me change my thing here on my garage band. Um, but the thing is, is that I stand for all females' rights. And yeah, that includes transgender males. Um, as if that wasn't very apparent and clear. But I feel like a lot of this now, we need to be very clear and explicit about where we stand and what we believe. Because if you haven't noticed, the woke whatever side that I'm not on, will find magical ways to twist what reality is. And if I'm living in a reality-based world, uh, they will they do twist what I say and what, you know, anyone else can say. Even science and biology, they are rewriting it. They are actively working on rewriting that. 
Uh, you need to be very aware of that. And I'm, I'm, I, I always say I'm not making this up. I sound like a, it seems like I'm like a crazy person who has seen uh, an actual thing and no one believes him. God, it's unfortunate it feels that way. I keep feeling like, I don't know if you've seen the movie uh, Equilibrium, but it's a fantastic movie, underrated. Uh, I don't know. I think it came out, I'm not sure if it came out before or after The Matrix, but it has some Matrix vibes to it. Some, like one, one um, I guess, essence. But it's it, slightly spoiler alert. I don't know what you consider a spoiler, but it definitely deals with the, like this, this society of people you know, marching together, being the same thing. And then there's this underground group of people that are not, you know, not having that and they're secretive and they wind up overthrowing, you know, the whole regime of everyone must be the same. And I can't help but keep thinking of that movie. This really does feel like that. Uh, You know, Twitter hates women. I mean, they actively shut down women's voices. I wish I was making this up, but it's not a lie. I mean, women's voices and women's, uh, you know, by, what I mean by voices is their, is their Twitter accounts, obviously, are being banned just for literally saying biological things like, just like, for example, uh, you know, females and males. There's only females and males. There's only two sexes. Yeah, that can get you banned. So the words female and male p- pertain to sex. The terms woman and man is gender-based. I want to make that very clear because even when all this was, this hullabaloo was starting, uh, or not starting, I mean, it's been going on for how many years? When I find, you know, caught wind with me, I guess, even I was like, wait, what? Is, I needed to sit here and, and really read up on which, what is the difference, sex and gender? Uh, I don't even think they fucking know. Seriously. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> If, oh God, so as I was saying, I have lost, you know, quote, friends um, over this whole, my stance uh, for standing up for women. And guess what people unfriended me over? Okay. I have lost, you know, some of them are acquaintances, so I struggle to say that they're like uh, friends, you know, I guess. How do you define friend? Um, it's usually people I would like see at a convention once a year. So eh, that's, I think I would classify that as an acquaintance. You know, I think the internet has kind of twisted the mentality behind what you call a friend or an acquaintance, because if I see them once a year, but we converse over, uh, Facebook and stuff occasionally, it feels more like more than an, a, uh, acquaintance, but I, I think I would still call it that. That doesn't mean I don't think of them as a lesser person or anything. It's just, Anywho, I digress. So the article I posted, the headline says, and this is real, the real fucking story. Father who raped own child will receive taxpayer funding for gender transition and move to women's prison. Uh, and, and for my caption, I wrote above that. It's I, I wrote, quote, realize in question, what is it you're supporting? Men pretending to be women so they can insert themselves into women's spaces? Is this what you desire? And then obviously underneath that is the Article headline and the image of the blatant, clearly dude. First comment says, Goodbye, Lindsay. You're an opinion looking for a reason. You're not thinking this through and it's turning you into something ugly. Can you believe this shit? I almost lost my mind when I was like, wait, the one thing you're going to unfriend me over is an actual thing that happened in the real world about a father raping his own child and receiving taxpayer funding for gender transition so they can move to a women's prison 
that's that's your hill you're gonna die on uh let's go to the next comment I hate to do this as well, but I can't get with this anti-trans BS. It's hurting to the LGBTQ community, and personally, I'm disappointed at this. Someone being trans doesn't make them a sex offender or a pedophile. I have many close trans friends. I'm sorry for such a talented artist. You are using a giant brush and just one color here. Take care. This shit is exhausting. Let me tell you, this week has been really rough in terms of like, how do I even reason with these people? And what I've learned is that when people are this far woke, uh, there's no saving them. And, you know, it's not my job to help them see the light or the truth in all this because they are truly living, wanting to live in a, uh, I almost said reality. That's hilarious. They want, they'd rather live in a fantasy world where they get to make up and uh, they get to believe what they want to believe. Next one is, yeah, SMH, which means shaking my head. Sorry, Lindsay, I'm disappointed by this. So I want you to notice that not a single one of them gave me any sort of evidence or rebuttal that has to do with why they support the transgender movement besides being friends with a transgender person. Why are they unable to provide any sort of like, here's why transgender and this whole movement and everything is fantastic and whatnot, which by the way, I'm very open to hearing this. I'm not against that. Um, I think it's important to have conversations, but what I've continually noticed is that people keep talking about me and, and me and me and me. I'm like, this isn't fucking about me. Why can't we have a discussion about the transgender everything? Because that's what I'm talking about here. I just think it's very peculiar that all they want to do is attack me and, quote, my behavior. And I, I, I mean, what is, it's just, I think, it, I don't know what the fuck it is. I'm not going to be able to speak for them because why do I want to even think about what their lunacy is that's going through their head? But, uh, you know, if this is happening to you, notice how they take the stance uh, uh at least I've noticed this trend, how they take the stance of attacking me and saying, I'm, I've drank the Kool-Aid and it seems like you've joined a cult or what was it? The one thing that said, uh, someone said, um, this, uh, God, actually, let me pull it up. <laughs> Give me a moment. Cause this one was great in terms of absolute bull fucking shit. Uh, here we go. Are you ready for this? Lindsay, this was not an easy, easy thing to do. Unlike others, I have read everything, watched and listened to everything you've posted, which is total bullshit. I know that's a lie. Let me not read the whole thing just because um, they said, what do they call this? Uh, just kidding. Uh, here's what I, I always use this phrase, actually, in reference to this, this gross, this, this insanity. They, they say to me, in all of it, I see and hear zero support for transgender and just whatever. I don't I hear and see zero support for trans people. Me. I'm like, why the fuck would I when they're silencing women and they're a direct threat to women's spaces? Are you out of your mind? I don't see this person's support and supporting women and their rights and their voices. If I want to do that shit, I forgot what he said. Uh, oh, what did, oh my, I have to find that damn word. It's one of those things where if I can't find it, uh, give me a break. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a transgender woman joining women's sports give me a break. I'm like, how does this man, of course, it's a man that like thinks it's okay for a man to compete in women's sports. Oh, what the fuck, man? Uh, I can't find it. Oh, something. Oh, 
Oh, oh, oh, here it is. It saddens, disgusts, and disappoints me that you've taken up this, quote, cause. How gross. So suddenly it's some bullshit thing that I am standing up for women's rights. Okay, goodbye. You know, good riddance. It's okay. See yourself out. It's totally fine. You know, you can live in your own world. I don't need to involve myself with you. And that's fine. That's fine. But I think it's very peculiar that these people are, you know, unfriending me over that. Of all things that I've posted, it's that. I'm like, all right, so either you're raping your own child or you're, I mean, you know, doesn't that just make you think, well, then what is their stance then? If they think it's absurd of me to share an article that a father raped his own child and received taxpayer funding for gender transition to move a women's prison, I'm like, so then you support men being in women's prisons? Okay, I'm good. I'm good. So, in all this, you know, I think it's important to trust your gut. Like, so think about when you've made mistakes in your life in general. Isn't it usually when you have trusted your mind over your gut feeling about any situation? And then later you're like, oh, I should have trusted my gut. Or you tell the story and you're like, it was in my gut feeling that XXX. You know what I mean? Like, just be very aware of that when you want to, you know, conform to or, you know, be nice and use someone's pronouns, even though in your gut feeling, you're like, this doesn't feel right. You know, just I just want you to remember that, you know, I wrote in my notes, just um, kind of food for thought stuff. And that's definitely one of those food for thoughts. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know, hold on, let me get some coffee. I've wondered why some men, um, you know, become transgender and I'm like, maybe men have been threatened by their own sex and spaces within their own sex. And they view women as sweet and gentle. And the fact that we have, well, we used to have rights on our side. And so they desire to be protected as well. Or they just want to join a group that's very loving and, you know, uh, not masculine and threatening. and rrr. That makes total sense to me. Not sense, but it makes sense that that could be a angle of all this. And I think that the thing why it's so difficult for me to talk about this to people like on Facebook or just in general is that there's so many angles to this whole movement. I, I'd made this little image of like, uh, you know, like murder mystery shows or whatever, Dexter or something where they have the, um, stereotypical or just typical. I've already mentioned this. I believe the bulletin board thing of like all these points of how these things all tie together, but there's so many angles. It really is that, um, yeah, so I just think that that's definitely one of them. I could easily see it being that. Um, but what I've noticed about, there's a, I've just, I've, you know, I've been doing this research like day in and day out and it has gotten to me and I do need to find a healthy medium because um, I'm not going to say I'm depressed, but I've had moments where I definitely just break out and cry because it's just an, obviously overwhelming and it affects me as a woman. Go figure. Who would have thunk it? But what I've noticed about all these stories and men, transgender women, which are men, writing stories about their wanting to have a period or getting a vagina. I'm not going to call it vagina. It's not a vagina. It's a hole in your fucking body. Um, But I've noticed in their writings and just how they act, uh, like they're so aggressive, angry, extremely vulgar. Um, you know, they want to stomp out women anywhere. Uh, they're just flat out using their energy to grow their kink in women's spaces and have us all watch and be a part of it. Um, oh yeah. Just like the whole talking about periods with another girl in a bathroom stall. Never once have I talked with a stranger about my menstrual cycle in any capacity in a public restroom. I've thought about it. Cause there's this, uh, uh, what was a Harper's Bazaar article that I'm about to get into. 
Um, oh my God. Never once in my entire life. I've really thought about it. I'm like, first of all, that's a super personal thing. And my own personal experience, I would never, it's like, would you talk about your, your ways of you getting a boner and how long the boner lasts with another dude in a stall? No. Or masturbating? I mean, I can't equivalate it, you know, a menstrual cycle to the uh, male experience because it's not the same, obviously. Oh, watch out, Lindsay. You're going to get banned. Um, you know, when I have a need for a tampon or pad in my life, I, I have never asked a stranger for one because guess what? I'm an adult, and if I don't have one on hand, I handle it myself. I don't wrangle in or bring anyone else into my own, oh, shit, I don't have any on me situation. I think that's something you should deal with as a person and figure it out. You know, it's not hard. You don't have to bring in someone else to that. And there's not, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with asking someone for that. But me personally, I'm like, that's my own dilemma. And, I, and I'll handle it because I know I can. Um, t- yeah. <laughs> no woman does that, I'm telling you. And if, if they do, they got some serious, um, hey, Juna, serious boundary issues or lack of boundary. So this is an article written in Harper's Bazaar about a male playing dress up and pretending to be a female. And this is... Oh, Lord. Coffee. Hold on. I'm going to need some swig for this. Alrighty. And I quote, uh, We're changing in a crowded locker room. I'm home in North Carolina for Christmas and doing hot yoga, which I love enough to overcome my fear of the bodily scrutiny that fills such, such spaces. Let me just jump in here in that quote right there and say, Who the fuck is judging... Uh, other people's bodies in those spaces. I mean, uh, to be a human, everyone naturally judges to some extent. And just and by judging, I mean, you look at something and you go, oh, that's thin, that's fat. And, you know, it's not like a, a thing you say out loud or necessarily run with. It's just a, what you see is what you see. Uh, it, I, this article was very telling because this person is obviously incredibly self-conscious about their body and just living in that body. Uh, and just the way they write it, I'm like... You know, which I love enough to overcome my fear of the bodily scrutiny. You know, they, they, they're they using yoga to, like, overcome that. Okay, I go on to quote. All variety of shapes and sizes are welcome here, but I can't help but compare my body to those of other women. For the most part, I'm pretty typical. Maybe a little taller than average, though far from the tallest. By the way, total bullshit. You know that they're completely the tallest okay if, 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 if we're going to compare and he's obviously comparing himself to women because he just said in the previous sentence uh i can't help to ugh, jesus christ he's using this space as like a comparison and lusting thing to look at other women's bodies hello this isn't uh, this isn't a space for you to stare at other people's fucking bodies and size them up you're supposed to like own be at one with yourself and figure yourself out and focus on your body and your ability to control your body which is actually saying a lot because if they're so self-conscious they're not gonna be able to control their body because they don't want to live in their body <gasps> Epiphany. um so let me continue that quote there they say though far from the tallest which is total bullshit you're obviously the tallest dude if they're talking about if he's comparing himself to other women in the room which he is obviously and then and after that he says half the women are thinner half bigger i mean why are you even writing this down in a fucking article what does this matter like oh gee thanks we didn't know that a yoga class has variety of bodies because anyone can do yoga it's just ugh. anyways uh oh god here here's this next sentence he writes my c-cup breasts are squeezed tightly by a sports bra like everyone else's so if i were a woman writing an article about me going to a yoga class i would not write 
anything about how my breasts are sitting in a bra. This is so clearly a fetish for this male to, first of all, have a space to talk about his body and his C-cup breasts and how they're squeezed tightly by a sports bra. I'm just like, why the fuck are you even writing that? It's just very apparent to me this person is needs psychological help and has, you know, fetish, they uh, lust after female body parts. You know, like, why do you even need to write that? Um, you know, they really describe how their body or its functions act in any situation with details that no woman would write about unless you're perhaps writing a smut novel. Um, you know, this is supposed to be an online women's magazine, uh, if I'm correct there. I'm pretty sure. I don't, I've never read these magazines, Harper's Bazaar. I have no interest. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's always been a, a women's magazine. And how, oh, how forward they are for having a transgender female, which is a male, in their <laughs> newspaper. Just God. Uh, yeah, so the fact that I'm even reading it is already playing into their mind games of subjecting any and all to their fetish and normalizing it. Just the way that, you know, just the fact that the Harper's Bazaar gave this person the space to write this shit is like, you don't need to be feeding a psychological mental illness, a, a disorder. I mean, this is not, you know, okay, let me go on. Oh God, here we go. This is so tough. Quote, it came as a surprise at first how much women talk about periods. It never occurred to me that they'd somehow learned or collectively decided that it wasn't appropriate conversation when boys were around. What the fuck, man? What the hell? Like, uh, this is a female experience. Why would we ever want to openly discuss it with if there's males in the room? Are you kidding me? First of all... It's just, you know, like I said, super personal. Uh, even if it was a female room, I, no one would be bringing that shit up. Uh, no one wants to hear about, like, it's just like, what the, f- what the hell? It came as a surprise how much women talk about periods. That's total bullshit. If you're a woman and you openly, uh, more than once a week, like, at frequent, talk about your menstrual cycle to anyone, write me in and, I mean, correct me. And give me, you know, tell me when and what capacity you've done that. It just, this is such a, this is such a joke and such a lie. <sighs> yeah. You know, the only, the other, we wouldn't be discussing this unless maybe you're talking to your mother about it. If you have an issue or concern, you know, obviously. It's like they have this idea about what women do. Like we're sitting around braiding each other's hair, having pillow fights with popcorn and prank calling Billy. And also talking about our periods. No. Oh, Christ. Mm-mm. Oh, God, here we go. Mm-mm. Quote, shortly into my transition, I noticed that women started casually chatting with me in the bathroom. Oh, God. Or not ending video calls with me when they went to pee. Each of these events felt like a marker in my progress to being accepted as a woman. And if there was a final leg of this particular path, it was period talk. The finish line was being asked if I had a tampon to spare. Motherfucker, I have never been on a phone call and went pee with anyone on the phone, especially a goddamn video call. What the hell? If that is true, which I don't believe it to be true, Again, these women have serious have a serious problem with boundaries. 
Why is this fetishist speaking about this trek into, quote, womanhood like it's a marathon? Like something to be proud of? Scratching it off the how to become a real woman checklist? As if having women talk to me is a marker that I'm becoming a real woman. Me. Lindsay, I'm a female. Becoming a real woman is not about taking hormone suppressants or taking testosterone. Or wait a minute, if I'm talking about that, hold on. Uh, for them, taking estrogen. It's letting my biological female body do its natural God-given thing. There are no markers. There is no checklist. Becoming a woman isn't some type of daily task or regimen. How sick is that? Like, I mean, it's, you know, they're just, yeah, okay, it's like men are taking their ideas of what it is to become a woman and telling themselves that, yes, this is it. It's like, if I can scratch off these items from my scavenger hunt into womanhood, I've made it. Notice how they've made up these ideas themselves, like biological women. I mean, biological women know this is malarkey. Like, it's a joke. You know, these are ideas that they have what it is to become a woman. And if you're a woman, you're like, are you? what the hell is this? This is so weird. Like, why is becoming... Oh, you've... Why do they think that becoming a woman is when you you get other women to talk to you about their menstrual cycles and them not ending a video call with you when they're going to the pee, going pee in the bathroom? Notice how they use the word pee and not um, just going to the toilet. Why do you got to mention that? Clearly they, Christ, if they can visualize a, a female going pee then they visualize the vagina i mean i hate to say it but there we go like obviously um <laughs> yeah that's like me saying because i have a cosplay where it's um a witch boy from a cartoon yes i have done cosplaying stuff it's a fun um it's I, it looks like a boy okay when i wear like it's a crazy amount of makeup um, it's, you know, I had a mom walk by me and go, oh my God, I, it, look at that boy. Isn't that scary? And I was like, whoa, that's, that's amusing. Um, so I guess I bypassed whatever the fuck step one and two were. And now I've been so good at my acting and as others call it LARPing that I jumped ahead to, to step three of becoming a real boy. Uh, I forgot what LARPing means. I mean, I know what it is, but define LARPing. It's live action role playing. So people that are like playing done or not, uh, you know, like knights and they're playing with foam swords in a park somewhere, you know, it's just playing uh, a fantasy thing, but it's an action thing. Um, yeah, I have, you know, I have no idea what it is to be a man and dealing with that and growing up like, you know, as a man. I can only imagine from my stance as being a female what my idea of becoming a male is. My idea of what it is to be a male is grounded in my experience with and understanding of males. At the same time, it is limited by that experience and understanding. So, you know, even if I were to say, like, this is what I think uh, to become a man is, it's, you, you know damn well it'd be not what an actual man is because... To be a man, you just are a man. There's no fucking check marks. It's just it's just a funny, it's just living in a fantasy world of I'm this and convincing yourself and making the people around you further feed into your convincing yourself that you are something that you weren't born into. Uh, yeah. Oh God, I'm not even done with the article. I wish I was. Ooh. Quote. Still with the article, okay. Quote, I wish I had to suffer bloating and cramps every month. 
That's the body going. We didn't get pregnant this time, but let's get ready to try again. Giselle gets quiet and gets a faraway look in her eye, then shrugs it off. I wish my body could do that. Lusting after a woman's pain? You know, I've had experiences with my menstrual cycle that I've literally gone to the hospital over. I've had a friend that has passed out in the bathroom due to ovary issues. Who in their healthy right mind would be jealous and lust after someone else's natural body function, which, by the way, is horrific and just awful? Hello, masochism. How are you? And let's define masochism. Number one, the der derivation... Oh, God, I feel like I've messed that one up. I'm like, I don't know what it is about me reading these words. I mean, it's the, you know, derived from of sexual gratification from being subjected to physical pain or humiliation by oneself or another person. Two is pleasure in being abused. Oh, where the fuck did my thing go? What? I was in the middle of reading my damn. How does that happen? I think they're after me. Internet overlords. I was in the middle of reading what I was reading. I'm so paranoid now. Like, I don't want to tell you what I wrote this in. That's so weird. Oh, my God. How weird is that? Oh, wow. I just clicked right into it. Huh. Amazing and weird. Anywho, uh, what? I don't know what I clicked. I don't think I clicked anything. Anyways, number two is pleasure in being abused or dominated, a taste for suffering. So here's sadism. Sadism is the derivation of sexual gratification from the infliction of physical pain or humiliation on a person, a delight in cruelty, extreme cruelty. So that one is giving, uh, you know, inflicting physical pain on someone else sadism and masochism is physical pain or humiliation to on yourself uh anyway let's run away from that horrendous article what i've noticed with people that um you know transgender folks that write online twitter medium medium is a website that you can write it looks like an uh a legit article that i think i believe anyone can sign up for um, and just write whatever you want to write. But it looks like you're, you know, you've been hired as a novel or novelist, uh, journalist. Um, it's just an online journal, but it looks like, you know, it's uh, New York Times or something. It's just the way it looks. So when these people write online, it's like they're living in a Hollywood movie and they have to up the ante with writing words like, if I don't get this surgery, it's, it's violence. And, you know, it's just, oh my God. Uh, I've, yeah, you know, I've noticed there's an incredible amount of men trying to portray women that are they're just really unhinged and really dysfunctional and need serious psychological help. Um, I will link these in my show notes. Um, there's a man that portrays a woman. I just don't like using the term transgender women, woman because I don't like them using the word woman, period. Sorry. But for this, you know, I will I will use that. Uh, Andy Dyer, Yanib Wesley, Lorelai, James Earl Bailey. Uh, examples of them and their insanity is shouting, using profanity, heckling, ripping, wiring out of speakers, using actual hate speech, pedophilia, autogonophilia, uh, using the transgender identity to be sexist or misogynistic, which is holy hell, and fetish-oriented. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of feminists believe that the transgender movement is just MRA activists using this as a guise to take over women. MRA is male rights activists. And the more I look into it, the more it looks like that. Um, you know, as soon as we open the door to any male pretending to be a woman, we open the door to all of them. And this absolutely includes pedophiles and autogonophiliacs, like period uh, number one. Um, so this is from an article titled 
male transgenderism is sexism on steroids. Quote, fetishes are compulsive and they escalate. It is not unusual for men who get sexual gratification from cross-dressing to in due course declare themselves transgender women. In itself, there is nothing inherently wrong with having a fetish, whether one's kicks are from wearing a gimp mask or a pair of lace-up high heels. If it doesn't hurt anyone else, who cares? The problem is, is when others are made unwilling bit players in the psychodrama of the individual with a fetish. I want you to sit and think on that. You know, how much are you being involved in their fetish? And I, be I believe this transgender... Especially, notice how I, I, it's always the male wanting to be a female thing that I have the biggest problem with. Um, I don't think people are aware that their fetish is, even if you call them a female, they get off on that because they're, oh, they're passing. And I, it's just so dangerous. People are just not aware and they think that they're just being nice or, you know, accepting them or wanting them to be themselves or whatever. I'm like, it's, mm, -mm. So there's this uh, article that is fantastic and it's just kind of like a little study and practice you can do again i link it in the notes it's titled pronouns are rohypnol i know that's very like extreme to say that but i think uh, rohypnol is a i looked it up and i can't remember it like a uh, mood stabilizer or something hold on give me a moment uh it's used in short-term treatment of insomnia uh da -da 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 as a pre-medication and surgical procedures and for inducing anesthesia. Um, it's, you know, as with other hypnotics. Yeah, it's... Oh. <laughs> oh, God. It's used by cocaine abusers to relieve side effects and also uses a date rape drug. That's fun. <laughs> so I'm going to quote this article. One of the biggest... This is about pronouns again. Let me reiterate. Quote... One of the biggest obstacles to halting the stampede over women's rights is pronoun and preferred name courtesy. People severely underestimate the psychological impact to themselves and to others of compliance. They dull your defenses. They change your inhibitions. They're meant to. You've had a lifetime's experience learning to be alert to him and relaxed to her for a good reason. This instinctive response keeps you safe. It's not even a conscious thing. It's like the hair standing on end. Your subconscious brain is helping you not get eaten by the saber-toothed tiger that your eyes haven't noticed yet. End quote. Mm. You know, not only have us watch all this, but we have to commit to using their preferred pronoun, she, her, as if it won't have any effect on feeding their fetish beast. It's just a sign of respect, you know? Um... I just think it does some fuckery with your head when you look at someone and for some reason I've noticed women can tell if it's a man trying to be a woman more than a man being able to tell. I don't know what that is. I, you know, maybe men can tell if it's a woman trying to portray a man. I don't know. Um, you know, if you look at someone and you're, you know, you've, I think it's an innate thing in humans um, that you look at someone and you know that they're not what they're trying to portray as. So for you to use like what their pronouns are, you're going against your, I believe, innate gut feeling to call them he, her, I'm he, her. Oh, God. <laughs> Excuse me. He, him and whatnot. You know what? I'm, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's just your, it's basically the pronoun shit is making people ignore what the reality is, is what 
you know, what they're, what you're seeing in front of your eyes. And I don't think that's okay. I think that's fucked up. And, you know, it's my gut feeling that that's some sort of mind control and, you know, shifting the world to some sort of level that I'm not, I'm not comfortable with. And I'm not playing that game. I'm not, I'm not joining that fucking party. What was a quote I heard recently? It was like, uh, I don't mind you booing me because I've seen what you clap for. And I was like, yes, man, isn't that a great quote? I don't know if it's not that. I don't know if that's from another actual person quoting that, but I love that quote. Um, yeah, I had all these questions that I wrote down. Do these men have a background where they were missing a motherly figure in their lives? Or was a mother smothering? Are they fighting with themselves now from the lack of a feminine figure in their life? Or from lacking a fatherly figure? I just think there's so many questions. Um, yeah. So, let's go on to this. I don't know if anyone who's listening has read uh, J.K. Rowling's write-up about why she said what she said. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but the internet freaked the fuck out when she said, you know, women... I don't remember exactly what she said. Um, um, I just... I wrote all this down and figuring that you guys already knew, so I wish I did write what she did say. Um, I'll, I'll put it in my Patreon, but... It was some sort of, like, article that she retweeted where they wrote, like, uh, people who bleed. And she was like, really? She just got furious about it. And then people freaked out. And, yeah, she's been dealing with a lot of horrible hate and words ever since. But she wrote up this wonderful post about why... Oh, my God, my computer was to die. Shit. Hold on. by the bail i forgot to plug in the uh charger good lord i guess i was so excited to record this podcast with you today that i just didn't plug it in the charge Woo. oh my god it's at five percent i actually don't know how it didn't die <gasps> what if it's so far about to be dead that it's just gonna be like i can't you've, it's too late you've given me the lifeline it's just too late please don't die me that would suck oh my god anyways i digress so I took some snippets from her write-up. I really encourage you to read the whole thing because it's wonderful. Uh, J.K. Rowling wrote, and I quote, Woman is not a costume. Woman is not an idea in a man's head. Woman is not a pink brain, a liking for Jimmy Choo's, or any of the other sexist ideas now somehow touted as progressive. Moreover, the inclusive language that calls female people menstruators and people with vulvas strikes many women as dehumanizing and demeaning. Uh, let me butt in here and say, absolutely, J.K. Rowling. Come on. Any woman that honestly stands up for this shit, I'm just like, I feel so bad for them. I'm just like, traitor. Shame. Shame. I need like a recording of that. I'll put it in here. Fit 3952. Go on and I'm actually I'm going to go on and quote her here, quoting J.K. Rowling, continuing. I do not want to make NATO girls and women less safe. When you throw open the doors of bathrooms and changing rooms to any man who believes or feels he's a woman. And as I've said, gender confirmation certificates may now be granted without any need for surgery or homo hormones. Then you open the door to any and all men who wish to come inside. That is the simple truth. 
I think it's so bizarre when, you know, my male Facebook friends or whoever refuse to acknowledge that that is the truth. They refuse and they call me crazy or I'm, a, you know, I'm sad or what was that shit that someone said? Uh, your opinion, what was it? You're not thinking this through and it's turning you into something ugly. Oh, fuck off, dude. Fuck right off. Gross. That guy is married and has a son. I just don't even want to think about that. Um, here's a little food for thought in terms of wokeology and totalitarianism. Totalitarianism? I don't know. The nature of tolerance of the woke ideology is geared to make everyone around it devote resources to it. I believe James Lindsay said that. Oh, Lord. So I'm going to apologize in advance for putting this shit in your head, this next segment I have here. But uh, here we go. It's always, you know, it's always important for me, for me to research any and everything. And that obviously includes... Uh, you know, me not living in my own echo chamber and being surrounded by people that think the same and, uh, you know, reading stuff that's on the other opposing side. So this is from lovely 4chan. The question uh, in the OP, which uh, I forgot what that means, actually. OP? Original poster? Yeah, the person who wrote the uh, question on this website uh, asks. Oh, God. Did anyone else discover they are also transgender after watching anime? Is it possible to get gender dysphoria feelings from watching cute anime girls? I used to identify as a cisgender straight man, but I'm not so sure anymore. Should I get on hormones? Do I now belong in the transgender otaku club? Oh, God. Here's an answer. Here's someone's comment that they answered. Or actually, it wasn't even an answer. It was just someone trailing off into their own thing. But I think these things are very telling on the side of all this. Ugh, okay. Quote, not sure of this is where this belongs, but I need some help. I'm straight, white, and have a dick. I identify as all of that too until this second persona comes in. I started using an alternate Steam account and pretending to be a girl on online video games like CSGO and about a year ago for free easy skins from kids obsessed with girl gamers. Uh, Steam is like a gaming thing on computers. <laughs> this catfishing persona has kind of evolved and moved outside of just online. I started wearing girl clothes and dream about being a girl. Most of the time, this persona wants to be a lesbian and do girl-on-girl -girl shit. Sometimes I think about taking dick and it sounds hot in my head at the time, but then when my persona switches, I feel really disgusted and confused with myself. I also started wearing leggings and taking ass pictures to send out. I've been looking into multiple personality disorder because it feels like I'm turning into a different person when this happens. I guess I'm just really confused with what's going on right now and could use some help and guidance. End quote. Dude, you need help, and I don't think you're going to find that help on 4chan. You know, I just think that these things, even though it's, you know, disturbing, and I feel bad to even put this shit in your head by me saying it, I think it's important to read into this, and just reading this, I think it's incredibly revealing about how this just steamrolls into fetish, and it's just not good. I don't, it's just, okay, next is, um... Someone said to that you know, person asking that question on 4chan, does the idea of aging as a male disturb you? And then someone replied and said, why wouldn't it? I'm 30 and some of my university friends have beer bellies and are getting bald. Shit's scary, whether you're trans or not. See, I told you, this is like, I fucking knew it. I mean, I don't even, I mean, it's great to have like evidence like this to back up my 
idea that men don't want to become unsightly and not cute or, uh, you know, as they say, beer bellies and getting bald. Shit's scary whether you're trans or not, they say. I mean, is this not incredibly like, whoa, you know, I, I, at least for me, I really I get where they're coming from that they don't want I, they don't want to identify with that because it's not attractive. So I guess they obviously think that being a cutesy female or little girls, it's more appealing. Anyways, next comment is you are a straight guy with way too much time on your hands. Don't let these passing thoughts define something as serious as gender identity for you. And I was like, holy shit, sound of reason. Amazing. Um, so God, this one is, whew. so I'm not even an anime freak, but, uh, quote, you think it's easy to become a transgender through hormones? What do you think this is? Naruto Shippuden? Uh, Naruto is an anime. Uh, nah, OP, this is Naruto. You aren't some chosen special trans ninja, in parentheses, transja. Oh God. That will pass just from hormones. You becoming trans is a path of nothing but hard work with no shortcuts. You will need to learn the art of cross-dressing. No, ju no jutsu? To hide your figure like broad shoulder Adam's apple back of your hands? Question mark. Sure, it sounds easy, but let me tell you, it is an art form. Why? Question mark. Well, a transa. Transja. Transa? Hold on. Ninja. So transja. That sounds weird. Well, a transja doesn't stand out, stand out, but rather blends in. You think you can hide those things with a long skirto, God, down to the ankles with a baggy hoodie jacket to hide your lack of hips with sleeves that go all the way to cover the back of your hands, while the shoulder areas of the hoodie are somewhat puffy, like those stupid Victoria-era dresses to hide your broad shoulders? Now what? Wear a collar to hide the Adam's apple or turtleneck? You need to coordinate this shit because it would look tacky as fuck, and no woman would wear something like this, and you would be outed and people would stare. A trans job must blend in. You will need to learn makeup, no jutsu, if you plan to infiltra infiltrate and disguise your gender's face. It is a long and tedious task, and few can master it. It takes hours to read through the sacred art scrolls, parentheses, women's magazines, to learn the forbidden techniques of makeup. You'll need to learn the hair, no jutsu. I don't know what the fuck. Anyways, to keep one's body hairless and make up for the lack of one's hair on their body by having it on their head. You will need to learn how to master hairstyle if you want to pass. You think Jira, Jira didn't have to learn how to care for his hair for his ninja art of the needle jerzo? Think again. End quote, sorry. <laughs> Don't you see how it's just like a, yes, I will take this task and blend in. It's like a game to them. What? I'm just, fuck. I mean, it's so hard not to laugh at that. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Anyways, uh, let me go on here. Oh, Lord. Okay, I'm just going to end that right there. That was uh, a very revealing 4chan post. So sexuality is so prevalent in the queer and trans communities. Uh, young kids are often shown images of men in heels stepping on testicles, joking about blowjobs. You know, extreme fetishes and the like are just taught like it's totally normal. And a lot of the people that are joining these communities, wherever, what city you're in, um, are young, like young people. Like this is so inappropriate, no matter what uh, space it's in. Ugh, God. Um, yeah. So this is a 
um, study I found about, it's titled Transsexuals in the Military, Flight into Hypermasculinity by George R. Brown, uh, MD, Captain USAF 1-2, I don't know, uh, from 1988. Okay, hold on, let me get some water here. Excuse me. The gen- oh, sorry, quote. The gender-disordered child has, at most, an awareness of the self as different from the societal dictates of his anatomy. He does not know what a transsexual is and feels confused about his identity and role. According to Stroller, 1974-1975, a lack of symbiosis anxiety as a protective shield against femininity may contribute to early over-identification with an engulfing mother unimpeded by the proverbial, absent, unreliable, and inconsistent father. Whether or not this theory is widely uh, applicable, excuse me, the pre-transsexual adolescent does not possess the ego strength to withstand the uh, social ostracization and ridicule of adopting the cross-gender role. Furthermore, he cannot tolerate his growing awareness of the mismatch between his anatomy and sense of self, in the prevailing adolescent atmosphere of individualized conformity, the quote, fitting in, is the means of, sec- of securing psychological supplies and bolstering a flagging self-esteem. Even non-gender dysphoric adolescents are readily rejected by their peers for minor aberrations in behavior and appearance. The, quote, solution or adaptation to this dilemma may be withdrawal into schizoid isolation and fantasy a well-known clinical variant among applicants for sex reassignment. Meyer in 1974. Did you hear that? This, the adaptation to this dilemma may be withdrawal into isolation and fantasy. Ding, ding, ding. This is from 1974. Okay, I continue. Alternatively, he may attempt to, quote, force a fit by the unconscious and conscious selection of a hypermasculine adaptation. Inadequate, faulty object relations and a high prevalence of borderline personality organization uh, obviate a consideration of a more moderate androgynous approach. Androgyny or integration are not rejected. They merely do not exist as choices for the untreated transsexual, end quote. So uh, that androgyny part sounds awfully uh, familiar to me for the non-binary crowd. You know, it's unsure what you what you are or what you feel you are because you don't fit in as a girly girl or you're not a manly man and non-binary just basically says you don't you don't identify with either because you're obviously so confused so i had to look up what the symbiosis anxiety was or is besides it sounded like an x-men power thing symbiosis anxiety is the fear one may not escape from the primitive urge to merge again with mother the solution adaptation to this dilemma oh i already said that yeah yep yeah, actually, I'll read it again. The adaptation to this dilemma may be withdrawal and disguise isolation and fantasy, a well-known clinical variant among applicants for sex reassignment. Sex, yeah, reassignment. So interesting. So the symbiosis anxiety is basically uh, something that naturally happens within a human that you don't want to be connected to with your mother but then sometimes people are lacking that, you know, the primitive urge to merge again with the mother. So then they identify as uh, transgender. 
Let me go on to quote the article. Warrior identity, not article, it's a study. Warrior identity and military masculinity are so revered in this society that people will do whatever it takes, including dying, for people to prove that they're, they are real men. The fact that many male to female transgender individuals join the military to prove that they are real men is a sad testament to the culture's ide- idealization of warrior masculinity. So I wish I could, uh, or I wish I had time to really dissect that study more but i thought it's it's very telling to me because i've read you know among my research so many different various articles and it's it's a very common theme for you know ex-military or veterans to be transgender and i don't think we should ignore that and i think we should definitely research that more because it's obviously there's something there there's something there oh uh schizoid is the definition of schizoid is of relating to or having a personality disorder marked by extreme shyness, uh, reclusiveness, discomfort with others, and an inability to form close relationships. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Let me tr- actually skip that one for now, maybe. I may come back to that. Uh, no, actually, I'll read it. Um the headline the article is titled university turned down politically incorrect transgender research uh bath spa university is a public university in bath england fyi so quote or actually okay let me so the the school basically turned down this research and I'll, i'll get into that they write an article the fundamental reason given was that it might cause criticism of the research on social media and criticism of the research would be criticism of the university they also added it's better not to offend people he told bbc radio force today program on monday quote a university exists to encourage discussion research dissent even challenging ideas that are out of date or not particularly useful uh, according to Caspian, the university said engaging in a potentially politically incorrect piece of research carries a risk to the university. Attacks on social media may not be confined to the researcher, but may involve the university. Oh, God. The posting of the unpleasant material on blogs or social media may be detrimental to the reputation of the university. Jesus Christ. They don't even want to, like, t- they don't want to public. They don't want to publicize or put anything on the internet that has any sort of studying or opposing opinions, or not even opposing, but just like, just researching it because they're scared it's going to have a, it's going to be detrimental to the reputation of the university. This is so telling um, on why you're not seeing, you know, any, anything opposing this whole agenda. They're scared it's going to tarnish the university and people's thoughts of it. Oh, God. So U.S. transgender activist Ricky Wilkins, it's a man, you know, who, uh, oh, God, I watched, he has this, like, stand-up video. I I struggle to call it stand-up. It's basically him talking about really inappropriate shit. Um, It's a male telling jokes about being a female, and it's incredibly disgusting, I will say that. And also, very not funny. Like, I'm not, it's not, it has nothing to do with me, like, oh, you can't take a joke, bruh. No, I love comedy, and it was dog shit. I'll leave you the link in uh, the show notes and on my Patreon, even though I don't want him to have any more views, because Christ. So this guy, well, excuse me, transgender female, said, quote, So when I see one more study that aims to show transgender people really don't need this or want this, or they are just deluded or suffering from some other kind of psychopathology, I look at it I look at it a little bit warily. The problem is not the study itself, it's the uses to which that study is put, he said. I changed it to he because I don't like using their pronouns. Uh let's see. 
Yeah, I mean, what the fuck? Gross. They clearly don't want them to publish anything that talks about, you know, I've, I have found in my life when someone gets really angry or retaliates and snaps on you, it's because they have a personal, they have a personal tie in with what you just said. You need to be very aware of when people have a, you know, they, they lash out at you and you're like, Jesus, what the... You're either triggering something from them, like literally, or they are that. So I think it's very peculiar. This transgender female, which is a man playing to be a woman, doesn't want this to be posted because it talks about something about the, you know, something deeming, something about the transgender thing being in the mind because they obviously don't want to admit that it's a psychological thing so the person that was doing the research um said quote the idea we might use the information from the research that i was going to do is in a way that would not help people is completely wrong the research is necessary to really help people i found it very difficult to get people willing to talk openly about the experience of reversing surgery they said they felt too traumatized to talk about it which made me think that we really need to do more research he said and also, duh. Yeah, exactly. Um, man. Oof. So I think then the last podcast episode, I had talked about one of the interviews Benjamin did with a D-trans woman. I, I know I did, but I didn't um, delve into it more. I'm going to delve into it more because I think what she wrote on this article on Fourth Wave Now about someone named Morgan Page and the whole... Uh, uh, queer group, I believe it was in Canada, is just incredibly telling, and I'm going to read. So, quote, It was very common for the group to discuss the logistics of sex before and after SRS, which is sex reassignment surgery, kinky sex, and erotic fan fiction. I remember Morgan, so Morgan is a person who headed these uh, classes or meetings um, for transgender people. Uh, so let me go on here. I remember Morgan asking the three teens in the room, including me, if we were comfortable talking about this, but obviously we weren't going to say no now that the conversation had already been started by these older people. I know of at least three female to male who is, who entered into relationships with older male to female while in this group, all of which seemed very unhealthy to me. To me, female to males under 18 dating or sleeping with usually kinky, Male to females over 20 seemed very sexually exploitative. Healthy boundaries between adults and minors were foreign to this group, much like in the greater queer and trans community. So I didn't say this. Um, so I don't know if she the girl wrote her name down in the article. She goes by the name GNC-centric. This shit was so revealing. So not only did I watch the interview on YouTube, but I also read her article, like I said, in the fourth wave. Let me continue. She wrote... Quote, I was one of the very few people in that group who got help for my mental health. This is horrifying considering how many of us openly talked about being suicidal and self-harming. It was a it was a given that all the members of this group had struggled with depression and anxiety at some point. A lot of us had also experienced trauma and many of us had ADHD or were on the autism spectrum. For some reason, none of this was ever discussed as seriously as other topics. The only context in which lesbians were ever discussed was in regards to trans lesbians. Oh, Lord. 
which is a joke, by the way, let me tell you, let me continue here. Most of the male to females and male non-binaries there would lecture the few female to males and female non-binaries about our masculine male privilege, explaining to us that they experienced trans misogyny and therefore we needed to know when to be quiet and listen. These beliefs and attitudes were essential in the aforementioned relationships between females to males and older male to females in the group. I remember one time I was discussing how I didn't pass somewhere, which means they didn't believe that they were uh, a male, and was treated like a woman and called dyke, but they insisted it was just transphobia and that I could no longer experience misogyny now that I identified as male. Do you see how fucked this is? The males that are becoming, saying that they're females, are trying to tell the females that are becoming male that they now have male privilege. How fucking sick is this? Oh my God, it's a total head trip. It's a, mm -mm. Uh, let me go on to what she writes. Quote, the idea that I might be a lesbian or that I might have experienced uh, lesbophobia never came up. Isn't this the perfect group mindset to facilitate abuse? Is this really the right dynamic for teens trying to discuss their trans issues, family, school, and mental health problems? The group viewed most therapists as gatekeepers, so she advised teens to find doctors who practice informed consent. So I had to look up, end quote right here, I had to look up what inf uh, informed consent was, and informed consent is respect for a person's right of self-determination and the belief that clinicians will work to facilitate patients' decisions about the course of their own lives and care. So that's basically, you know, going to a clinic that, doesn't do any diagnosis of your brain or your mind or what you're thinking and just rides on what you think and, you know, quote, self-determination, which is fucked. Like, what kind of doctor do you go to and the doctor tells you, well, you know better, so why don't you decide? How fuck, how twisted is that? Oh, my God. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me go on to what she says. Quote, strangely enough, we almost never talked about post-op complications, nor the long-term negative effects of HRT, a lack of concern for which is sadly the norms in the trans community. In retrospect, that group was a breeding ground for predators and narcissistic trans males with trans fam, excuse me, with trans females discouraged from pointing this out on the account of their masculine privilege. At the end of the day, I think the members of the group internalized the prioritizing of male to females and the silencing of females to males, a mindset that now permeates almost all of the LGBT community. Again, this is not my writing. This is also what I'm seeing, that the males are dominating all of this, this entire movement. It, I, it, it's undeniably that. I can firmly say that. So, yeah, I want you to understand, you know, I'm not reading the article right now. This is me, Lindsay, talking. I just want you to understand that what I'm saying right now on this podcast is simply my stance and what I believe right now at 5.43 p.m. on 12-24-2020 in, in this moment. So when you're hearing this podcast episode, this is my stance right now. As a human, my mind is ever evolving and constantly taking in new stories and information at a significant rate because this is something that is truly innate in me as a woman to discover and unveil and just nonstop research. I don't expect you to understand this and that is totally okay because even myself, I find it hard to understand life as it is in fucking 2020. We are all confused. The internet has sabotaged us and at the same time opened our eyes up to the never-ending ability to learn. 
It is truly all out there. All of this shit, whatever it is, if you have time to research it, I cannot urge you anymore to just really look into it. You know, you don't have to obviously do what I do, which is all day and mind numbingness. And just, I can't stop. I literally have, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 tabs open. And that's my norm now that I've done this research and, you know, bringing you guys all this research that I do. And I really try to keep it organized. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, <laughs> what I just said, uh, you're, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, God, yes, oh my God, I, I feel that or whatever, just know that you're not alone. I know it, it definitely does feel like that. And even I have a lot of moments like that where I, you know, I, I read what people are saying to me, which is horrible. And I'm like, how, and then I'm like, am I wrong? And then I'm like, no, how can biology and science be wrong? You know, it's just, you're not alone. Just know that you're not alone. And if you need someone to talk to about this or you're going insane, you feel free to email me, distortedlens at gmail.com. I won't judge you at all. Um, you know, I, I'm just, like I said, I'm happy to provide this space where you can feel like you're not going crazy and, um, yeah, I can, I'm just gonna tell that, that, tell that truth that I tell. Yeah, so I, I challenge you to ask someone that stands up for the transgender movement, or if they are transgender, ask them what, what, what is transgender? Like, what is it to be transgender? Really ask them. And it, it inevitably winds up being extreme sexism. Like, wearing dresses and putting on lipstick. It's like, what the fuck? Like, that's not, no. All right, let's see. What's this one? Oh, there's a little uh, food for thought thing here. Quote, this is from uh, gender dysphoria in adolescence, current perspectives from dovepress.com. Quote, transgender identifying youth present four to six times more with depression and three to four times more often with self-harm and or suicidal behavior compared with cisgender adolescents. Christ, I'm sorry. I totally butchered saying that. I don't know why. Transgender identifying youth present four to six times more often with depression and three to four times more often with self-harm and or suicidal behavior compared with cisgender adolescents. Cisgender means that uh, um, someone that is uh, still identifying with what they were born, whatever. It's just me. Okay, I'm a female. What they actually are. I think that's huge. We shouldn't be ignoring this shit. These are huge numbers. That's what I've been saying all along when I first started hearing about this. It's like, man, if you have a mental illness or a disorder or all of this, which by the way, let me be very clear here. You're not a bad person if you're dealing with, and I do believe gender dysphoria is real. I really do. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're a piece of shit. It just means that you need to figure it out. And I think that jumping right into hormones and, you know, testosterone or estrogen or, you know, sex reassignment surgery is not going to fix what's going on in your head. It just isn't. I'm going to, how many times have I said that? Here we are again. Uh, let's see. Let me go on with that article here. Quote, at least half a dozen medical studies show that between 61% and 98% of children presenting with gender-related distress were reconciled to their natal sex before adulthood. 98%? However, all these studies looked at children with early onset dysphoria. One recent study on adolescent dysphoria among girls suggested that in many cases, it is brought on by the influence of the internet. 
by female friends who have transitioned, and by the miseries of puberty. What is needed is quality research into adolescent onset dysphoria among girls and the overlap with autism and mental health diagnoses. Diagnoses? Says Will Malone, an endocrinologist and director of the Society for Evidence-Based Gender Medicine, an international group of doctors and researchers. Amen, dude. Woman. Man. Female. Amen. Here's another food for thought. The whole narrative with the trans agenda follow, uh, oh, excuse me. The whole narrative with the trans agenda is riddled with sexism from mothers, from saying a mother's boy is a girl because he likes feminine toys and dress to putting up a hot picture of her child. And, you know, the boy that has like breasts now and whatever, uh, to showing her child as successful because the kid competed in a beauty pageant to wearing lipstick to being in girl mode. It's all sexist tropes and has nothing to do with a girl brain or DNA. Amen. A fucking men. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. So this is from an article titled Freddie McConnell's Battle with Biology from Spike Online. Oh, God. Okay, let me just get into it. Quote, the judges were ruling in the case of Freddie McConnell, the transgender man, which let me guess is a female pretending to be a man, the transgender man who took advantage of her fully functioning woman's body in order to get pregnant and give birth, but now insists the world buys into the lie that she is the baby's father and not its mother. McConnell wants her child's birth certificate to list her as father or just parent and for the section labeled mother to be left blank or erased entirely. McConnell wants to draw the state and the British public into a conspiracy to lie about her child's existence. By the way, this poor fucking child. Ugh. Erasing facts from the public record would deny children the opportunity to learn the truth about who they are and how they arrived to the world. It suggests that biology, the facts of your birth, are insignificant details. The demand that she is named as father on her child's birth certificate is a demand for public recognition that biology is bogus and gender identity is all that matters. It takes an unimaginable degree of narcissism not only to deny biology and have a baby while identifying as a man, but also to then attempt to write out of your child's record the fact that you gave birth to them. You know, I try to, in my podcast, read these articles and whatnot that I've found in my research and then say something that I feel or why I decided to read this and add it into my podcast but shit like this is so mind-blowing and so self-centered and selfish and it's so hurtful and god I get really emotional about this stuff and I think it's it's I'm not even a mother yet but this is so heartbreaking how could you as a mother want to erase the fact that you're you've done something that's a fucking miracle it's like incredible to give birth to another human it's unheard of it's it's like magic but it's not because it's real how could you want to erase that and that poor child? All because of your disordered thinking and whatever the hell that is. How awful is that? These people are serious. What the fuck? God, it's just that poor child has no chance now. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Fucking A. Mm. <clears throat> Another pooper thought thing. 
Most research suggests that children who exhibit such behavior are simply more likely to grow up to be same-sex attracted and that puberty typically alleviates feelings of a body and brain mismatch in terms of, obviously, transgenderism. You don't say. <laughs> Something you grow out of. Yeah. Shit, when I saw Jurassic Park, I came home and I was like, I'm a T-Rex! Like, that, and how long did that last? 30 seconds. I mean, I, I didn't literally think that, but I played that. I remember looking in the mirror and being like, <laughs> oh. oh, one of the greatest um, uh, points to make here is like, think of an anorexic. This is like going up to anorexics and being like, yes, girl, you do you. Yes, we will give you a tummy tuck because you think that you're fat there in your belly. When, let me tell you, I've had anorexia for six fucking years. The body dysmorphia is real. That means where I look in the mirror and I see that I'm overweight in these certain areas or I pinch my arm or somewhere where I happen to have flab and I call that fat. It is not truth. Your mind can get so twisted with the depression and isolation and whatnot that you your mind will literally play tricks on you. I mean, this is why I'm so passionate about this as well is that I have had an eating disorder. I know how horrific it is. It was temporary and it definitely was a very serious mental disorder. Um, you know, we shouldn't, God, this is so heartbreaking. I just, I don't understand how anyone's been able to like, yes, here you go. Let's chop off your breasts. That's not, you can't reverse that. You can't just get a boob job again. There are serious complications with having enough skin, fat, I don't know, etc. You can't just keep getting this surgery, go back and forth. You only have one body. I don't believe in this whole ideology of you're born in the wrong body. I really don't. Here's the thing. The body you are born in is the body you are born in. Period. Like, end of story. Like, that is a fact. I don't believe this whole, like, oh, my brain is whatever. All right, let me get on here. Uh, um, oh, yeah, this was interesting. This is an article. Um, uh, it's titled, An English Ruling on Trans-Identifying Teens Could Have Global Repercussions. Quote, Miss Buffone says she raised concerns with her daughter's school and the local authority it was as though I had left Canada and arrived in some kind of authoritarian state. They said this is what we were doing, we are doing, and it was clear I had no recourse. Some parents in Quebec, which has its own curriculum, are also objecting. When Catherine, a consultant, asked to see the content of her six-year-old's sex education class, the school refused. So she made a freedom of information request. It turned out teachers are told that, quote, Children can begin to explore their gender identity between the ages of three and seven, and that sex is assigned at birth rather than observed. Holy fuck. I mean, this is so very clear that, I mean, you, you, you send your kid off to school and you imagine that the school is going to do good for them and be good and they're getting, a, you know, quote, education. But they're hiding shit and all this stuff is there. It's so sneaky. It's so snake-like. It's so satanic. It's so evil. And I, I really do believe this is some sort of spiritual warfare, like 100%. You know, they're hiding stuff and they're, they're putting shit into kids' heads that you can explore your gender identity ages three and seven. Fuck. Hell no. Hmm. So many angles here. So I don't know if you know what Tumblr is. Tumblr is a huge platform for transgender youth to succumb to and, you know, spend all day on looking at Tumblr and then somehow identify as being transgender. 
Um, this was a Reddit post in DTrans titled, How many of you immersed yourself in Tumblr before coming out or transitioning? One commenter writes in saying, I started thinking I was trans in a similar fashion as you. Just the overall culture that anytime you access the opposite sex, you must be that. Which means, like, if me, Lindsay, if I were to wear, like, uh, let me think, um, what's, um, a button-up shirt with a tie, I'm, oh, oh, I, I guess I'm a, I'm a transgender male. It's ridiculous. No. In fact, I wore a suspenders and tie for my birthday uh, a couple of years ago. I'm not a dude. I'm a, I'm a female. By the way, I firmly believe you can wear whatever the fuck you want. You don't need to change your body and cut shit off. You can wear... You know, if a man wants to wear a dress, that's fine. I tr I'm, I'm serious. Okay, let me go on here. Um, let me continue the quote. I mean, the uh, comment. Quote. Additionally, I felt almost threatened to find trans women attractive. <sighs> let a few hit on me and say vile shit to me, too. Made my skin crawl to let these people make me feel like I must love trans women or I'm a turf, etc., etc. Tumblr is a cesspool, Period. At this point, I won't be shamed into thinking I should be a man and being a lesbian is just baby steps into doing into being that. Excuse me. Lesbians and butch women are slowly being erased and invalidated so much to me. I can't turn a corner anymore without finding another lesbian going trans. I was shocked to hear Ellen Page come out as trans. Mary Lambert, last I checked, girlfriend is now trans. I wonder if she still calls herself a lesbian. Hmm. Oh, God. There was some disgusting transgender uh, female, which is a male. And as his Twitter headline, it says, you know, all the stupid pronouns and 38 eggs cracked. This is so evil and sadistic and predatory. So the whole, this is so gross. I'm so sad I have to even explain this to you. And I apologize, you know, but I think it's very, you guys need to be aware of what the fuck's going on. Uh, the transgender males, I've yet to see this with females, by the way. I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. Oh, God. The males that are pretending to be females are saying this. So I, I'm sure, uh, God, anyways. The, the eggs cracked thing is getting people converted. Just think of it as like a born again and like this is your emergence into what you really should be or you're now you're being reborn. It's like me becoming transgender male and that if I were to do that, my egg would be cracked. Is that not just so gross to think about that that's how they think of this? I think it, I think it is. Oh my God. Oh, this is great. This was an article from 2011. The article is titled Pedomorphosis and the Abortive Language of Transgenderism. Quote, one example is the terms assigned by adherence to the process of medical and surgical body modification used to disguise oneself as a member of the opposite sex. This process is labeled euphemistically as transitioning, the process of changing oneself into something different. Undoing the process, detransitioning or retransitioning. No other series of body modifications, even the most radical of medical or surgical procedures, claims to change the person into something different or into a different person. That's huge. This whole thing was like, what? Oh my God, this is amazing. This is from 2011. Let me continue. The subtext of this linguist... Oh, linguistic... <laughs> Linguini. No, okay. Let me restart that. The subtext of this linguistic choice is A, superficial appearance and hormonal balance compromise a distinct state of being, and B, that state of being, when adopted by a user, renders them other, a change into a literal different entity. But what is truly being changed into something different through this process? 
A male becomes a male taking estrogen who has disguised his secondary sex characteristics into a visual approxim approximation of female. Oh, my God. When I read this, I was like, yes. Let me continue. Sorry. It's, it's just exciting reading this. It's like, ah, 2011. What the fuck? Okay, sorry. Uh, continuation. The language assigned by transgenderists to the medical, surgical, social adoption of superficial, superficial sexed appearance is part of the cultic language that supports the fantasies of the transgenderist subculture and has no correlation to any other medical or surgical procedure simply because no other regimen purports to change the nature of a subject. Continuing, the insistence of transgender... Oh, did I already say that? Hold on. Oh, no, no. Okay, sorry. Uh, the insistence of transgenderists that the English language adopt words which ignore all rules of the English language is yet another revealing choice by which transgenderists attempt to operate in a fantasy realm outside of language itself and demand we all join them non-consensually in abandoning common shared language and supporting their adopted reality isn't this an amazing write-up um yeah i love it let me continue here other curiosities of the language of transgenderism include the infantilization and pedomorphism implied by the language they use to describe the body mods they adopt and the language they use to describe their experiences of them quote top surgery and bottom surgery are good examples one would presume transgenderists have divided the human body into upper and lower halves, regions of terrain for body modification, as it were, but that is not what they mean. They use top and bottom to refer specifically to breasts and genitals, much as a child might refer to their genitals as privates or down there. God. Top surgery does not refer to above the waist or to facial feminization surgery, tracheal shave, laryngoplasty, etc. It refers, it refers to breasts, mastectomy, breast implants. It refers to breast surgery in the most infantile way imaginable. Bottom surgery must refer to any transgenderist body mod in lower half the body, right? Hip implants, liposuction, gluteal implants? Nope. It's a euphemism for genital surgery. Hysterectomy, I can't even say this one, Vagin vaginectomy, bilateral, okay, let me get the computer to say this one, because I'm like, hold up, why won't it speak here, that's annoying, give me a second, it's gotta be worth it, you ready, come on, where is it, oophorectomy, oophorectomy, all right, Bilateral oophorectomy, metidioplasty, phalloplasty, scrotoplasty, panectomy, orchiotomy, colonovaginoplasty, etc. Transgenderists use the term lower dysphoria to define their dis dissatisfaction with their natural genitals, not discomfort with their thighs or feet. Another infantile genital euphemism specific to transgenderism, which, by the way, I haven't heard that yet. Maybe that's a dated term because it's from 2011. The rest is extremely true, though, and a great take. Uh, let's see. The article goes on to write. No science has ever supported the claim that gender roles are anything but culturally created. The very language of transgenderism fails in its efforts to be adopted by the wider culture. It has failure built into it a house of linguistic cards built on top of a mirage. 
It reveals more about the fantasy life of transgenderists than it facilitates communication of the concepts it claims to define. Wasn't that wonderful? I didn't even read that whole article because those are the notes that were really stuck out to me. Man alive. You know. Mm. So I know this is probably the longest episode, but huzzah, it's important. It's all important, dang it. In closing, I want to say please consider donating to my podcast fund. Uh, I'll have a direct PayPal link in my show notes and on my website. You can also become a patron on my Patreon to support my work and also be able to provide funds so I can gain access to medical journals and documents, which are not free and actually pretty damn pricey. There was this whole article about um, it was linked to and it ran alongside the um, military... Oh, it was dealing with symbiosis anxiety. And I'm like, holy shit, I want to read that so bad. Um, But that alone is $30. And one of the websites to kind of like it, you rent um, journals and articles uh, annually. It was like 450 bucks. So I do have a new tier on my Patreon that you can help support the uh, funding for for me to, because you can rent some of the articles or you can do the um annual there's different ways of doing it basically but it's not cheap and you contributing to my podcast and my truth revealing would mean the world to me uh thank you so much for listening um yeah you know i'd really appreciate anything that you can spare don't forget to rate and review my uh, podcast on apple Podcasts. this matters with visibility on apple Podcasts and makes a difference so you too can make a difference head over to my patreon at patreon.com forward slash distorted lens that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n uh, if you have any questions or comments uh, and you want to bitch at me, write into distortedlens at gmail.com. Remember, you guys and girls, question everything. Curiosity will save humanity. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Namaste. Thanks.